Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Joseph Shepard. And your girl, Miss Laganja Strangja. And welcome back to another episode of Queening Out. You know, it's the podcast where we break down everything all stars ate, but in our own way. And today, we didn't have an episode last week, so we're mushing it all together. Episode 10 and 11. Wait, did we really have a week off? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought we had the one we missed, and then this week was the talent show. Yeah, so we merged it together. Right, but there wasn't an episode off of TV. Oh, no, no, no. We no, were no, just no. off an episode. We were just off an episode. We tried. It was too much, girl. We couldn't do it, but that's why we're going to give you a little double feature. A little double. Ooh, I like yeah, a double feature. A Rocky Horror Picture Show double feature. Have you ever seen a double feature? Um, I can barely sit through one movie. Same. So no. <laughs> Not really my vibe. Not really my vibe. I literally was like, oh. there's sometimes my friends would be like, oh, do you want to like go to like the graveyard and see like, you know, back to back? I'm like, no. I'll go see one. one uh, half of one and then <laughs> well, leave before the I'll traffic leaves. I'll usually fall asleep. No tea. I went to go see The Little Mermaid with um, a dancer from the Work the World cast. Girl, I was asleep in 10 minutes. Also, that movie, not for me. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I know everyone loved it, but I'm not 12. I just couldn't connect anymore. I'm just like, I'm pa- I think maybe if I had a child, like I could get into the spirit, but no, it was a no for me. It was a no. You with a child. I just tried to envision that. <laughs> yeah, right? Let's not. Well, we love hearing your thoughts and opinions, so make sure to send us an email at laganjoes at gmail.com. And let's read the first email. It is from Autumn. Hello, Laganja and Joseph. I love your podcast and both of you, so I thought I would throw my two cents in. I really don't like how as time goes on, both the queens involved as well as the production of the show seem to not care about nuance anymore. For years, aspects of Drag Race and especially All-Stars have been debated about how much is staged and how much is reality. I know that reality TV is known for not being real, ironically. However, with the televised competition, most people will and do take the integrity of that competition very seriously. Now we're at the point with All-Stars 8 where they don't even try to hide the riggery, going so far to push narratives that drive a story rather than televising a real challenge. When they push these really obvious staged uh, events, staged winners, staged losers, hell, even the choice for lip sync songs in Assassin, it takes away from the real magic of the show. We already know who's going to win and who's going to lose, so there's no mystery and there's no point in even having a competition or challenges when certain queens are set up to fail before they even try. I mean, why even call it a competition? Why not just make a full reality show just following queens around or put a bunch of them in a room and tell them to interact since they apparently all they really care about is good TV. 
I know a lot of people have debated that Alexis eliminated Lala because of fear of Candy and her fans, but what if it was because of production? They felt Alexis saving Lala was too predictable and boring, so they told her to save Candy instead, especially if their narrative is wanting her in the top three or four. That would explain her comment on social media where she said it was a lose-lose situation, as in saving Lala would have pissed off production, but doing what production said would mean betrayal for good, unpredictable TV. How do you feel about this matter? Sincerely, Autumn. I think Autumn is right on the money. I really do. I hate to say it, but um, as someone who's been on reality TV, it's true. It is definitely heavily produced. Mm -hmm. They do not tell you what to do. They encourage you what to do. And I can understand Alexis's point of view, especially if that is what went down, where you want to please production, but you also want to make the right choice. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to know, especially in that situation where it's such a pressure cooker and it's down to the wire, which one to make. And, you know, me personally, I always went with production. I trusted them. I felt like they were guiding me in the right direction. And in a sense, they were because they got an iconic performance out of me that a decade later people are still talking Mm -hmm. about. But there were definitely moments where I feel like I lost myself because I was trying to please Mm. the people who were in charge. So uh, I hear exactly what Autumn is saying. I've always often said that. I don't know why we don't just follow the real life of people. You know, even Alyssa's show... Uh, Dancing Queen was so heavily produced and I've never understood why because she is magic. She doesn't Mm -hmm. need producing. You could totally just follow her and you would get the drama. You would get all the things that you need. But I think when it comes to making TV, it's really hard to have uncertainty. You do need story. You do need ups and downs. You do need things to be produced in in order for there to really be a complete season. Otherwise, it is going to feel like things are missing or there aren't certain things that get answered. Because that's real life, and Mm -hmm. no one really wants to watch real life. As much as we say that, the truth of the matter is, I think people enjoy this sort of falsehood. You know, I think it's why we love celebrities so much, because their life is so heavily curated, Mm -hmm. and it gives us this sort of excuse to be like, well, if they can do it, so can I. Yeah. And, you know, that's great. We all want that, right? We all want something to live for and believe in the dream. And not necessarily is reality the most fun thing to watch because reality can be really sad. Reality Mm -hmm. can be really hard to swallow. So uh, I hear exactly what Autumn's saying. I totally agree. Um, But I also think producers are doing their job and we shouldn't hate on them for doing their job. We should hate on them for not doing their job as well as it could be. Um, And I don't really know what the solution is to fix that because they have people above them too that they have to answer to who are pressuring them to make people cry and make these hard decisions. So it's it's really a systematic thing. And that would yeah. take a long time to sort of un, unknot, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think ultimately, this season was boring. Oh! Did oh! I say it? Did I say it? I said it. I really did. I, I, I gotta admit, this last talent show, and I say that in quotations, I'm sure we're about to break that down. Rough. It was rough. I don't know if the word was rough <laughs> or what it was, but there was something. Um, but but to Autumn's point, I do agree that there are a lot of things that are pushed. You start realizing things. Oh my gosh, Pangina's a lip sync assassin against Jimbo. There's T there. Oh my gosh, like sir, the songs. You can always tell when a song is a certain way because it's like um, Coconut was in my head for Jimbo because he performed that a lot with the big boobs. Jessica got it. Same thing. You take it on, big boobs, you're doing, you're playing. 
Also, they had um, Jimbo had that Freakazoid song with Silky. Like, there's certain songs that I do feel like are meant for certain Taylor. people. Yes. I guess my thing is when you were called for a lip sync assassin, mm -hmm. were you called like weeks before? Yeah, I had several weeks to prepare, but I didn't know the song. I didn't find out the song until right before when the other queen, who I didn't know at the time, Trinity, found out as well. So we did mm. have the same amount of time to practice the song. Um, but even when I got my song, I was like, oh, of course, this is what they picked for me. Yeah. Like, it felt very, like, yeah, tailored towards me, especially mm -hmm. since I did physical on my season. You know, it was a good reference. Now, I didn't know who I'd be up against, truly. I didn't know really who was there. I wasn't mm -hmm. a part of the Reddit crowd. I didn't know or what to expect um but of course once the curtain was up and i saw that it was trinity i was like yeah it makes sense season yeah. six like they're keeping it in the sisterhood and you also said um that people above like you said like it's not always the production there's also right. people above who are watching it and that really reminds me is that i was in production for the first three-ish years that i was here in la and I was working on a show called Fab Life and it was a daytime talk show with Tyra Banks and Chrissy Teigen. And it was so interesting working and producing segments and stuff. Right. And then you would have your executive producers being like, we love this or we don't love this. But then you had your network heads that also had a say so. Right. So if the network doesn't like it, they can easily tell the executive producers, sorry, nope, you need to change X, Y, and Z. So it's a lot of cooks in a kitchen. It's a lot of cooks in a kitchen. And imagine being one of those executive producers who sees when a certain thing gets turned down over and over, well, why would you keep pushing the people beneath you to do that? If yeah. you already know the people above, you aren't going to like it. So it is a chain chain reaction. Yeah. Our next email is from Etienne, and Etienne says, Hello, Shepard and Estranja. My name is Etienne, and I live in Tampa, Florida. Mm -hmm. I first want to say thanks so much for you posting your content of Queening Out. It's so great to see the different opinions on the episodes and runways of Drag Race as drag is such a subjective art. I agree. Mm. My question is for Shepard. Given you do content on your YouTube with Exposed, Sissy That Talk, and Queening Out, it's clear to see that you love and have a passion for the art form of drag. I'm curious to know if you've ever done drag yourself. If so, when? And if not, would you ever be interested in doing drag? I love you both, and thank you so much for the light and positivity you share with the world. Sincerely, Etienne. Have I ever done? Uh, yeah, I've, I've done drag to the capacity of, um, let's see, I've had like two people do my makeup before. Um, I also normally for Halloween, it's always a certain um, female figure that was really popular that year. Like sure. I've done, you know, Kylie Jenner. I When she was pregnant, I did um, Miley Cyrus from the VMAs that year. I did Beyonce when she had the holdup video and I made a dress. Like that was exciting. So like, I've dabbled and I've dibbled and dabbled, but nothing, nothing crazy. I've always wanted no performances yet. No, I really want one so bad. Yeah. I want to be like, hey, like you know, hit up like Ray Latre or something. And be like, hey, get me a spot on your on your Makeout Mondays or whatever. I want to perform one song and I want to be done. I, I feel like Raya would do that. Yeah, I feel like Raya would yeah. do that. Yeah. No, but I but I haven't like been put to the max. There was one time when I did Kylie Jenner, and I was very very excited and. I um, hired somebody whose name is Roz Dress for Les. Oh, and love her. I love her to death, but the beat on my face. It wasn't right? No. And no. so I'll, I, I went she to this Halloween party. Girl? Yeah, she basically goes to me. So I put these humongous like glasses on the whole time because I could not do it. And the people are like, come on, take off your glasses, Kylie Jenner. Take them off. And I would, and they'd be like, put them back on, 
Kylie uh-huh. Jenner. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah, not. We've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. So, yeah. So I, I'm I'm totally down. Um, you know, I I think that it would be so much fun. Your moment is coming. My moment is coming. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Etienne. And we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to get into episode 10. Let's do it. And we are back with another episode of Queening Out, here to break down All Stars 8, episode 10 and 11. Yes. Yes. We're almost there. Almost there. Well, the mini challenge in episode 10, we had Jessica Wilde, Candy Muse, and Jembo, and they all got to create their own Jean-Paul Gaultier perfume bottle. That's right. Do you wear perfume? I do. I'm wearing, um, oh, what is it called? The the scent I'm wearing is called Cowboy Kush, but Ooh. it's by a company called Blank. Why are they? I'm totally I'm blanking on this on up them. right now. It's like they make cowboy. amazing candles, too. They're so good. And Casey Musgraves partnered with oh, them. Oh, um. And um, so did Grace Jones. Boy smells. Boy smells. That's it. Yeah. So I do love a good. I do love a good perfume. What do you think your your nodes would be and your scent if you had to create? I mean, I really like floral scents. Go figure. So uh, I would definitely love like a gardenia. Is that mm. the right word? Gardenia. Gardenia. I'm like, okay, that's not <laughs> a garbanzo right bean. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> gardenia. I love lemon verbena. I love anything sort of like citrusy vibes. Mm. I don't really like musk. I don't really like leather, sandalwood, patchouli. Those are all a little like too dark for me. So I like something more lighter, flowery, even on the powdery side. I love a good old lady scent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Choices. Interesting. What about you? What is your vibe? Honestly, I don't wear cologne or perfume. I have extremely... um, sensory overload when I smell smells okay. on myself. Like it's just very, very difficult. Um, but if we're like going the candle route, I do love a good, like my favorite candle is the PF candle, teak wood and tobacco. Right. I See, love like a very good, dark smell. Yes. Um, but no, I, mm, not a, per, not I a cologne or perfume. I'm like, well. Whoa. Okay. So with that said, yes. Jean-Paul Gaultier sent me some very great goodies, which we are going to give no away. Way. Yeah, so we have this lovely Jean-Paul Gaultier Pride Edition. If you would like this, just leave a comment down below. Make sure you're subscribing. And one lucky winner in the U.S. because, you know, postage is expensive. Hello. Um, We'll get this goodie. So if you that's want so it. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. So that's our little... Or a little plug and promo. Okay, a little um, treat for the kids. Treat for the kids. Jessica Wilde ended up winning the challenge. Yes. Um, I loved her little pineapple get up that she made. And we're down to three. It feels very weird having... It, it does. Like the lower and lower that we have, it's like, oh, did we just leave the girls here? Like, yeah. Interesting. And Not uh, the top three I saw. Mm-mm. Who were the top three you saw? I don't know, but it wasn't this three. <laughs> I think I definitely didn't see Candy in the top. I didn't either. And I definitely didn't see her winning. Yeah. She did do great in the challenge. Do I think that was set up? Yeah. I do. I definitely felt like Jessica had a better performance overall. Yes. And deserved to make it to the top two. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just from the beginning, these weren't the three that I had picked. Jimbo, obviously, we yeah. all knew that she would be in the top. But yeah, it was just, it was weird. They're, they're, the three of them on that episode, it was such a weird energy to me. Yeah. I was like, they don't really go together. Don't really go together. And 
they get their makeover partners who all end up being lesbians yes. and they get to do a makeover challenge. And I'm going to say this 99 million times through. Uh huh. If the girls that they get do not fit the clothes that the queens have, there should be exceptions made. Agreed. I think that it is so stupid that years and years and years have gone by. You know who you're casting because you do multiple interviews with them. You make sure that they're good for TV because right. you're not going to put a dud on TV. Right. You make sure they look a certain way so you know exactly what you're doing. But to constantly give certain girls, girls that are not their same shape, height, weight, whatever it is, I think is awful. Yeah, I hear that. Because it's putting not only the girl who is coming on the TV show that's so excited to go and do it, making her look bad, it's also making the drag queen look bad. And right. so to me, it's like, can we not just like... Yeah, or then they all need to be in the same playing field yeah. and so that everybody is struggling. Yes. But it doesn't seem fair, like you said, that some girls are handed more of a, a shorter stick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that Jessica Wilde um, was talking at um, Roscoe's about how... You know, the girls love to spill the tea at Roscoe's. They love spilling the tea at Roscoe's. But that basically there was that whole narrative that Jimbo's girl did not want to put on the clown stuff. Right. Apparently that was not the case. That was a produced moment. Interesting. And nothing that Jimbo had fit the girl. So they ended up getting whatever clothes that he had that could fit. And then I think that they ended up sewing a little bit more to be able to make it work. So it wasn't the vibe that they wanted, but then that whole clown part wasn't true. So weird. Yeah. So bizarre. So we had Miss Jessica Wilde come out with her girl and they were, they were, they were giving uh, elevated shoulders. Yes. That's, elevate, that's lots of elevated shoulders. The twinning vibe. Yeah. Kind of that Lady Gaga style shoulder pad. Mm -hmm. And then we had Candy Muse giving us our like 1950s, 60s housewife Which I type. thought was the best. Yes. It looked the most cohesive. I felt like they definitely were a family. And then we had Jimbo and his lovely lady and... Not great. No. These cheap rhinestone dresses from Santi Alley that you'd wear to a meet and greet. Not the vibe for the runway, I feel. Not the vibe. Right. Not the vibe at all. Yeah. Well, Candy Muse ended up winning. Which I like I said, I felt like she did deserve She did deserve that. Yeah. And we had Priyanka as a lip sync assassin. That's right. Yeah. That was Priyanka's first time meeting RuPaul. Really? Yes. Oh wow. I didn't realize that. Yes. Yeah, so. I saw like her cry like in reacting to the episode, but now I get it. That yeah. makes more sense to me. I didn't understand that. And it was jumpin' jumpin' by Destiny's Child. Priyanka wins, and that ten thousand dollars rolls over into the pot of the talent show. And Candy Muse sends home Jessica Wilde. Yeah, it was a gag. I mean, but we saw that coming, especially since Candy had the alliance with Jimbo. Mm -hmm. Although I did think for TV, she might have flipped the switch just because it would have been it would have been sort of like the Alexis thing where it's like the opposite of what we would have expected. Mm -hmm. But I think ultimately producers probably were like, you know, you can't do that. Like, yeah, you'll get more flack if you do that. But it did make me really sad because I think Jessica worked so hard and she really deserved to be on the top. She did. Not and that Candy didn't work hard. I just don't remember as many of her runways, as many of her challenges, where I feel like Jessica really popped the season. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always say the person who goes home with the crown isn't necessarily the winner. My drag mother is the prime example of that. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I think this will be really great for Jessica, and I'm excited to see where she takes this. Yeah, me too. And and also was, like, thinking about it um, She's been in every single episode, too, because of yeah. the talent show. And then they're coming yeah. back again for this last episode. So 
all in all, she got all of her screen time. Yeah, I loved when she was like, it feels like I was just here yesterday. And she was like, yeah, for me, literally. <laughs> well, let's take a break. When we get back, we're going to get into episode 11 now and talk about these talent show performances, the, the best ones we've ever had. We're back. Are you ready to get in these talent show performances? I feel like it's going to be very quick, Ma, because it was a no, 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 maybe, yes, no, no, maybe, no, yes. Well, first, all the girls came back <laughs> except for Heidi. Oh, right. I didn't even clock that. Yeah, because Heidi walked off and Heidi said, no, no, no. Really? Yeah. She wouldn't come back for the talent show. What I'm wondering. Has she not been playing the fame games no. either? No. <gasps> Gagaluge. Yeah. I've never clocked that tea. Interesting. There's got to be something there. Yeah. Well, I'll figure out in my exposed interview with her on Thursday. Ooh, <laughs> it's getting hot. Um, so they all have their reading challenge. They go and they read oh, through the girls. Fun. And that was good that they did that back because we didn't even get that this season. Yeah, that was so fun. It was good they all came back and had little jabs. Miss Kasha Davis. I was about to say, I don't know that she was my winner. But she wasn't yeah. my winner either. Yeah. So I'm really wondering if there were things that we did not see or if right. it was just like, a, here, Miss Kasha Davis. Feeding the children. Who knows? Who, Who knows? makes that decision for sure? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this talent show, mm. I'm thinking that the girls probably thought that this was going to be episode one. Why? Like, I'm just thinking that they thought the talent show was going to be episode one like it normally is. Okay, but still they should have brought more. I know they should have brought more, but it so seemed very shocked. I was like, did they get a different prompt? Did they miss the part that it was talent? I think they just heard the show part. Well, Monica Beverly Hills came out, and let me just tell you. It's, it's become like a viral vibe, right? It's a right? viral thing. People like, because it was it's so like, bad, it's not good. Not a soul can clock, yes. Not a soul can clock. Yeah. Not a soul can clock. Not a soul can clock. And so, literally, everybody's been saying, not a soaking clock, because that's what it sounds like she's been saying. And... She like went off about it on Twitter and was like, I'm not getting on. You guys are so mean. Girl, I'm going to tell you something. Take this moment and run with it. Right. You're not going to have this again. True. So it's like Lucy LaDuca last season. Yep. She had Get Lo Let Loose Let or whatever loose, that song. Yeah. And it was, it's like yeah, it was a joke and it was something funny. something is so bad, but they like yes. meme it, you got to run with it. You have to run Agreed. with it. Agreed. That's great advice. And it's like, if everybody's saying not a soaking clock, you better put a clock in some water on a shirt yeah. or something. You need to like take yeah. advantage and not, I know that it's probably hard on her because of course it is. she's back in the eye and people there's negative, but now everybody's embracing it. And I'm like, take it. Embrace it too. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. That's something that definitely changed my career is when I just went with it as opposed to like fought it. I felt like if you can beat him to the punch, then why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I was so shocked in watching it because it was like, she wanted to be fierce, mm -hmm. but she just really wasn't. Like, so I just didn't understand. I was very confused. And then I, of course, started seeing all the memes, like, you know, where they take the sound out and put like the, oh, the sneakers, zip, 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 you know, zip, sneaker yeah. sounds. And, and I laughed, of course, it is funny. And, you know, like you said, run with it. But yeah, overall, showcasing talent, it, it did not. It showcased walking. I'm sorry. Walking in a little like hip vibration. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we had Miss Nasha Lopez with flamenco dancing. Agreed with Michelle. It was like we got the first taste of it. It was like an appetizer. Like, I know mm. how good Nasha is. She won Continental. She's an incredible dancer. Again, it just felt so like, meh. Well, on top of that, 
you know that she was called out on social media for stealing the whole number from another drag queen. No. So this other drag queen, I apologize. I'll put her name down below. I do not know who it is, but she basically came out, did a side by side. She copied it to a T, this girl's performance. Yes, choreographically. And then she was following, Nisha was following this girl. Then after the girl called her out, she blocked her. So there's some tea. That's a gag. Yes. Just don't do that. Like I've never understood like why people would like, you could be heavily inspired by, but why would you just copy someone directly and not think in this day and age of social media that you're not going to get clocked? Yeah. Right. Do your own thing. It's called talent. Be talented. I don't understand. Nisha is so talented. That's why we show just like, what's going on here? And like, yeah, it was just like, it just, if you only have a minute, like you need to come out of the gate running. Yes. Like give us something right away. And it just, it started too slow. And then by the time she started heating up, it was over. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we had Miss Kasha Davis doing an original song politically. I didn't like. I didn't like. I mean, I love her for giving a message. I love her for plugging her book. I just didn't think it was necessarily like showcasing talent. I think that it was great at what the message was trying to get across. Agreed. I think that it showed her in a different light. Um, but like you said, it wasn't really my favorite. No. no, yeah. I knew when she said, I'm going to rap. I was like, oof, choices. You're like, mm. but that one was a maybe for me. It wasn't a full no. Yeah. It was a maybe. I agree. Darian Lake was stand up comedy. It was okay. It was another maybe for me. That's another maybe. There was one, the, the first joke I thought was funny when she was like, how do you get a big girl like me in bed? Like a piece of cake. That was And cute. I was like, <laughs> and then after that, I was like, yeah, I mean, she so. looked great. She did good on her delivery. I just didn't think the jokes were that memorable or that hysterical. And if your talent is going to be stand up, you got to be like a Bianca and tear through it, you know? Yes. Yes. And then especially after we had such a great roast this season, right? it's kind of like we needed a good stand up to yeah. go with it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had James Mansfield with a song about their boobs. I thought this was like more than a maybe, but not a yes. Yes. I also felt like it was produced better. Mm-hmm. Like the glitter cannon at the end. I was like, okay, well, that's fun. Like, you know, like, did the girls get to ask for stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Or did they just decide? Because it, it did feel more produced. It did. But I liked it. I thought it was cute. I thought of the bunch. She was definitely in the top. Yes. To win? Because she ended up winning, right? Mm-hmm. Over some, Yeah, I didn't think she should win. I thought Jessica should have won. She didn't win, right? No, Jessica yeah. didn't win. So, yeah, no. I This, to me, like I said, more than a maybe, but not a full yes. I mean, but RuPaul loves boobs. He does. He really does. Fascinated. <laughs> Kahana Montrese came out with a cheer number to her original song. Okay. It was okay. And it makes me sad because, again, I've been working with her on Work the World. I know how freaking talented she is. And... Yeah, I just, I didn't feel like she went as hard as she could have. Like, it started great. She did the back tuck, but it's like, mama, you've got on flats. So you've got to, you've got a buck. You've got to give me a pyramid. You've got to give me a basket toss. Like, if you're going to do cheerleading as your talent, like, you got to fully take it there. And I get it. It's probably been a while since she's done stuff like that. But if you're choosing that as your talent, you've got to really commit. And I felt like even with the pom-pom choreography, like, it just could have been more dynamic Mm -hmm. overall. But... Mm -hmm. 
Shout out to Kahana. I'm still rooting for her for the Fame Games. I want her to win. I feel like she deserves it. I feel like she's been amazing this season. And even if this was like not our favorite, um, she did do more than a lot of girls did. Mm -hmm. She so sure did. I will give her credit for that. Next up, we had Miss Lala Ree coming out with her original song and dance. And this was the moment that I was like, this, was this is a talent. This was good. It was really The song really was good. good. It was catchy. She looked hot. I loved the turntable. Her moves. She won this one too. Yes. Right? Yeah. She deserved that. She did a great job. I was like, damn, okay. This is this is the moment that, was that she needed. That the experience we were looking yes. for. Yes. Yeah. She gave the Lala Ree experience. She looked great. Looked great. Everything was great. I loved it. Yeah. Um, Alexis Michelle did live singing about um, her apples. Yes, which to me looked like strawberries. That's what a lot of people were saying. Yeah, I was like, that wasn't giving me apple. It had too many leaves or something up mm -hmm. top. It was, again, kind of like in the James category, where it wasn't mm -hmm. a maybe, it wasn't a yes, but somewhere in between. I mean, I feel like, again, she's so much more talented than what she showcased. I kind of wish she would have just came out there and actually sang a Broadway song yeah. and like just been good and just sang and showed off her real voice. You know, as opposed yeah. to like try to be cheeky and cute and drag and reveal and this and that. I think, too, my issue is with a lot of these talent shows just over the course of seasons. Anytime somebody sings live, I do not think that Drag Race microphones are the kind that you need to sing live in because you don't have the reverb. You don't have anything on it. And it literally is just a pure vocal. Yeah. And my friend who's a good. sound mixer always says that they they get the girls this way. Yeah. That it's a way to make them, you know, look less or, to, you know, to look less ta to to look less talented. Yeah. yeah like it's kind of crazy. Like any other show, American Idol, anything like that, they're going to be mixing the vocals. Mm -hmm. So I do think it is a little unfair that they just feed them dry. You know, because they could have easily matched her her actual vocal with the audio and mixed that together, yes. and it probably would have sounded great. Mm -hmm. But because, like you said, it's almost like they just put the dry vocal on. It's just like, whoa, oof. And I think that's. But I don't think she sounded horrible. No, no, I don't think she sounded horrible. She's but a great I singer. do believe that if they would have mixed it better, mixed yeah. it a little bit better, it would have been ten times better. Sure. Um, but, but even no, still, like, yeah. just come out there and sing a song. Like, yeah, it's a talent show. Like, I, I don't understand how. Some of these girls didn't get that. It's like, this mm -hmm. is like where you're supposed to like play the violin or like, I don't know, do a ballet or do mm -hmm. like a actual talent. Yeah. You know, or if you're going to be like Lala and give like the full drag experience and like have a really good original song and actually dance and like actually, you know, give that vibe mm -hmm. that I think for drag queens is talent, you know. And I think, too, you said like giving the Lala Ree experience. Lala Ree took an original song that she had and Yes, she lip synced to it, but she fucking did it. She yeah. elevated it. She made it her own and she gave a performance. And I think it becomes extremely hard too when these girls lip sync to their own original songs and the effort that you see being put out in a performance is not 100%. Right. Because then people are like, well, why did you lip sync? Well, and not only that, but some of the original songs aren't good. So mm -hmm. that like is playing into it too, you know? Yeah. Well, next up, we had Miss Jessica Wilde uh, with her original song that I think that she said went number 36 on the Billboard charts in 2011, it. I think it was. Love it. So I thought she she did a great job. She, she ate it. it. And I'll be honest, in the beginning, I wasn't featuring the song as much as Lala's, but then the song got good and yeah. I was like living and then she she turned it. I mean, yeah. she totally deserved to win that. That was kind of crazy to me. But she was another one where they added the glitter, like glitter yes. cannons and like it was more produced. And so I'm like... What was that about? Like, did the girls ask for things and certain girls got things and others didn't? You know, mm. I wondered about that. But yeah, I thought she murdered it. She and Lala were my highlights for sure. 
What I also think about those talent show performances, like how you just said, like, why do some girls get some and some girls don't? I also wonder if it's the mentality of the girl. And what I mean by that is that if production were to come to you and be like, hey, what would you like for your performance? I think some girls are more reserved in right. their answers right. and they're afraid to ask for X while other girls are not afraid to ask right. for I'm X. Like, I want to fly in from the ceiling. Exactly. <laughs> you got to make it happen for yourself, dolls. Yes. You got to really, really push Close yourself. Close mouths don't get fed. Um, and then we had Candy Muse and Jimbo and they hosted the show and then they also did their own performance at the end, but it did not count. Jimbo did a comedy performance oh, yes. making H a banana. Was funny. That was funny. Yes. With the little squirting. Yeah, of with the little squirting of the, of the That was funny. And then we had Candy Muse do an original song and dance. It was good. What was it? I don't know. She, she got picked up and she was like in the orange number, I think. Oh, I don't remember. It's been a long week, kids. I just it's did five shows in a row. Long week. <laughs> well, with that, we had the two winners, which were Lala Ree and James Mansfield. They then did a lip sync song to Rain On Me by Lady Gaga yep. and Ariana Grande. I thought that this was not a great lip sync. Don't remember it, so I'm going to have to agree. And both won, and they both got to spin not. The wheel. No, they didn't get to spin the wheel. Oh, the Bruno had it. to spin yeah. the wheel, which means it was rigged. Uh, so Bruno spun the wheel. James Mansfield ended up getting two, two times the votes, and, and got Lala three. got three yeah. times the votes of the Fame Games. The Fame Games you got to vote for this past weekend that closed on Sunday. Did you vote? I did. Who'd you vote for? Anna. Wow. Yeah, totally. Okay, I voted I for Jessica. I really want. I mean, I would love for Jessica to win, too, just because she did so well in the season. Yeah. But I just feel like when it comes to looks, I'm sorry. Yeah. Kahana was the one this year, yeah. hands down. And she spent a lot of money on those clothes. So I'd like for her to get some of that money yes. back. <laughs> it will be very interesting to see how it goes because you have two girls with an advantage. Right. But then you have a whole fandom behind other girls. And it's like kind of like, who is it? And is it going to actually? I know. We won't really know. Because we used to have the Miss Congeniality votes until they started getting rigged beyond belief. Right. And the last time that we had them was Aja and Valentina season. Really? We haven't had a Miss Congeniality since? Well, we've had Miss Congeniality, but oh. the girls vote on it. Right, right, right. So it was all like viewer voted up until season nine. I think. Yeah, weird. Ooh. So you we'll would see. think that they would they would come up with something. When do we find out? Is that this week? We'll find out on Friday with the... So the uh, Friday is the finale and the reveal of that. So mm -hmm. there's no reunion first? There's not going to be a reunion. Oh, think. wow. They don't usually do reunions, huh, for the All-Stars? No, they stopped during All-Stars 2 That's when weird. Jeremy Carey or Fifi said, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was our episode... <laughs> So exciting. Wow. So exciting. We really got in there. Um, we have Jimbo and Candy Muse for our final two. Yeah. And there's going to be a number that they're going to do. It's what you saw in the preview. Okay. Kind of very old school drag race on the stage. Seems like it's live time type number. Be exciting to see. And but it looks... it's already been filmed, right? Yes. Right. So yeah. no, there's no like live So there's aspect. no live aspect. The only thing they'll just do is like insert who wins the fame game. Yeah. They probably filmed them all winning, which is pretty sad. Really? That would be so weird. I wonder how they're going to do that. Yeah. I guess you're right. That's probably how they did it. Yeah. Filmed all of them and winning. So interesting. <laughs> 10 hour day. Yeah. The things <laughs> we do. Just for that. <laughs> the things we do so that people don't find out the truth. I love it. Well, guys, that's the end of our episode this week. We're so glad to be in person with yes. you guys. And we have been discussing 
uh, what we potentially want to do if we were to continue on with this podcast. Yeah. So I would love to know from you all at home, what would you like to see? Like, what, what would it be if we were to continue this on? Give us some ideas. Maybe something will spark an interest. Yeah. And maybe not Drag Race. Yeah. I'm down for that. I'm like, aren't you tired of doing Drag Race? I do get to the point. Like, literally today when they were listing all your shows and asking you that question in the email, I'm like, he must get tired of Drag Race. I I view the stuff when I interview queens, I view it as it's a lot of fun for me to go and sure. like, like look back in time and figure out the history and everything of somebody that's exciting because I try not to focus it so heavily on drag race, yeah. but yeah, it does get to, it got to a point when I was producing Priyanka's podcast, producing the chops, producing jinx, doing exposed. And then that was when I really was like, Oh my gosh, I've seen every franchise because the chop would cover the international franchises right. and the regular all-star. And I was like, got to a point where I was like, so I haven't watched an international season in probably six months. And look, like, I get it. It's amazing. I'm so grateful beyond belief to be a part of the brand. And that's why anytime I say something negative or that goes against World of Wonder, you know, I'm hesitant because mm -hmm. I very much recognize that I would not be here today if it wasn't for Drag Race. And I will always be grateful for it. However, it, it's such a huge part of my life mm -hmm. that... Sometimes I don't want to deal with that. Sometimes I want to talk about other things. That's why I love that you and I have always had the mental health discussion. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think is very unique about the two of us that I think a lot of people really recognize in the two of us, you know. And what's been so crazy to me on this tour with Work the World is so many people have told me in the meet and greet how much they love our podcast. And that makes me so happy. And I know without Drag Race, like we would have never gotten those people. Yeah. But I guess what... I'm hoping is that somehow we can elevate it to the next level where it's just not always around this one thing that brought us together because mm -hmm. I think there's so many more conversations to be had. And, you know, I know I've talked to you about it, but I'm like, I wish we could have like people come on and talk mm -hmm. about their mental health and like actual like professionals who deal with like entertainers and like deal with like, I would love to have my therapist on. Yeah. Like, I think that would be super interesting um, to talk to him about like, what is it like to work with me? Like not necessarily spill my tea, but just to like, like yeah. really talk about like, what is it like to work with people in entertainment? Cause it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier about celebrity and like mm -hmm. this whole idea of living a curated life. And I think for me, there's something that I've realized on this work, the world tour, um, which is that so much of my life is curated that it becomes hard to know even for myself what is real and what is not. Yeah. And like my best friend came and saw me last night in the show and he knows how tired I am and how exhausting this has been for me. And after the show, he was just like, you're so good at faking being happy. And oh, it's just crazy to me because I am. I'm so fucking good at it. And it's because I've done it my whole life. Mm -hmm. My whole life life because I do have this mentality that if you can fake it until you make it you will believe it because once you fake something enough it does become real and mm -hmm. I think that's really what confidence is it's it's doing it over and over until it becomes a habitual habit and and then it is real mm -hmm. so there is something to be said about faking it but there is also something to be said about breaking that down and like 
being vulnerable and showing that realism. And I feel like that's something that you and I have always done with one another. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people connect to us. And I know, again, Drag Race is what brought people in. But I think what makes people stay is that we are genuinely ourselves here. And I think that that's something I've really learned on this tour is that as much as I love this lifestyle and, and doing all of these things, um, I've got to find a way to be in an atmosphere where I don't always have to fake my light. Yeah. And when you're doing five shows back to back and traveling in between, it's hard not to. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard not to, especially because like I'm the cast clown and I like always hype everyone up backstage and like do the most and try to get everyone to do shots. And you know, it's like I'm yeah. this party girl and, but it's like, that's also something that I've practiced and learned. Like mm -hmm. truly I am actually just a stoner who wants to like be very chill. Yeah. But I notice when I'm quiet, everyone's like, Ooh, you're quiet today. Yes. And so then it like forces me to wake up and kick into this whole like big persona that I have to live up to as Laganja. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. And hearing your suggestions, I would just love to hear maybe some things, like I said, that don't revolve around drag race. Cause like, mm -hmm. I know you and I had talked about like, going back and looking at other episodes. Yeah. And I was like, well, I feel like a race chasers already does that. Yeah. And B, like, I just feel like there's point. something more here than like reviewing Queens, especially yeah. now because it's becoming so monotonous. Like even this, we combined two episodes today and ran through it. Yeah. You know, like I just feel like there's gotta be something out there that is still on topic of drag, but like is also off topic and gives us more room to like, just be ourselves. Well, what I was thinking about, I'll say this and then we close out, but I was thinking something along the lines of if each episode we have a certain category or topic. So let's say that the first segment of the episode ends up being us discussing like some type of like what's going on in the world today. Mm -hmm. You and I, thoughts, opinions. Second topic, we have whatever we chose. So if it was mental health or whatever it is. And then that third topic, we're actually interviewing somebody or chatting with somebody about what we literally just talked sure. about. So maybe it is a drag queen right. who is very good on mental health or something. And they're like, you know what? I'm actually a therapist in my time. So like actually kind of diving into certain topics, which... That's where I, I was kind of going. So if you want to like expand on that, go at it in the comments. Yeah, definitely let us know. We want to know your thoughts. We appreciate you guys so much. And truly, I want to say to every person who, you know, stopped me on this tour and has told me how much they love our podcast, like that really, it, it just gave me a lot of hope and it made me realize like we are being listened to. And I think a lot of times, you know, I get stuck on numbers and I'm like, oh, no one's watching. And, you know, it's like, when I meet you guys and you really tell us how much that we're helping you and that you love this, it does make me want to keep going and it does make me want to, you know, commit to this because I love being able to be myself as much as I love drag. It's, it's nice to just not put on rhinestones and lashes and just to come in my own clothes and, and just to be able to talk to a friend. Mm -hmm. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll be back next week with the finale. Let us know, like we said in the comments, what you would like for us to chat about. Should this podcast go on? We'd love to keep doing it. We just want to know what we should do. Until next time, I'm Joseph Shepard. I'm Laganja Stranja. And this has been Queening, Queening Out. out.